0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Narrative on our second season here on Narrative TV. It's so good to be with you. I'm Zev Shalev. We have an exciting show tonight, and I can't wait to get into it. Uh, But I wanted to introduce you to our new theme music. That was very nice, wasn't it? Matt Fouser from our community of fans did that, and what a beautiful opening. We're so thankful for him. We've been updating the set a little bit. It looks okay. A little dark right now, but we'll fix it in upcoming shows. And we're really happy to welcome uh, Heidi Kuda to the show. Heidi, many of you know, as a contributor to the show before and as a well-known reporter, on her own, but she's joining us as a producer for the next few weeks, helping us set up the season. Uh, so, hi, Heidi. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And that opening is so moving. Congratulations
2: on that.
0: It is. I wanted something really hopeful and inspiring, and I hope it does hit the audience well in that way. And tonight's show is really going to be fascinating. We're very excited that Dr. Steve Hassan is here. He's the author of The Cult of Trump, but also a recognized cult expert, and probably the most recognizable cult expert. Hi, Dr. Hassan. How are you? Pleasure and honor to be with you. It's lovely to be with you. And Michael E. Hayden from the Southern Poverty Law Center is here as well. Uh, Hi, Michael. How are you? Great to have you back on the show. Happy to be here. So context for tonight's show is really uh, interesting. We're going to be talking specifically around the idea of, is there a connection between Russian intelligence or at least Russian operatives in the United States and what Sean Moon, the son of Reverend Moon and his Moonies Church, have been doing in the uh, in insurrection and in other places, trying to you know, stop the steal and declare the elections fraud, fraudulence, and what have you. Now, both of you have been doing some excellent work on this regard, and both of you know your way around the story. Particularly, the uh, Michael, you've done uh, some incredible work about this one guy named Charles Bowes, um, who looks to me, for all intents and purposes, like a man who comes from Russian intelligence. But uh, what's your assessment of whether Charles Bausman is that or or is he something else?
3: I can only report uh, what I know. I I do not know that. What I do know is that Bausman's, his story is certainly a strange one. So he basically grows up in Russia because his father is the AP bureau chief of Moscow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's... Very well educated, comes to uh, educated in the United States, and then for all intents and purposes, he's a businessman in Russia. At least that's the way he describes himself. I had a really tough time, as I reported in this story, figuring out what his what he did business wise. He sets up and in 2014 this website called Russia Insider, which many people have pointed out has got some strange you know, origins. It comes around the time 2014 when the conflict with Ukraine is really heating up. And it's basically pitching to a Western audience. This view of uh, Russia that is uh, much rosier than the press is reported. Some emails uh, come out around that time of Bausman seeking money from Konstantin uh, Malafyev. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm I say Malafiev,
0: but I don't know if that's Malif- correct. <laughs> it, just, it sounds right to me.
3: <laughs> okay, I can be um, corrected by someone It's much
0: better. I'm <laughs> terrible at those um, names, actually. <laughs>
3: Um, so he's seeking, you know, money in this one email Um, he has repeatedly denied that he has connections to the Russian government. So we will, you know, just put that out there, but he shows up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in 2018, he buys a house. People who are familiar with the purchase of the house tell me that he had over $700,000 in money in his savings account at the, and that he, you know, he moves in and starts with no discernible income stream outside of whatever he must get from donations from Russia Insider starts to promote far-right causes, not only locally, but nationally, who eventually stop the steal. And he apparently appears at, on January 6th. And he attended the Trump rally on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And the day after it, he's he's gone almost immediately afterwards.
0: So it looks to the uh, to the, the outward observer that he's really came for a mission, right? And it seems to me, in any event, I mean, I'll say it, that he... I, I, I don't, really, I don't, I don't,
3: I don't want to make any kind of... Assessments uh, of him. I'm just telling you the facts, which is that he's there in 2018, stays until this time, you know, involves himself in every single far right campaign imaginable um, in that area and attends the January 6th event and then is gone, leaves this Christmas light still hanging basically a, a day or two after that event.
0: And without having you to do it, I'll tell you the things that I think are indicators that at least he's very influenced by the Russian government. One of the things I found really striking is that he appeared at that really famous RT conference where Flynn was sitting right next to Vladimir Putin. You remember that one? That's a conference. He was one of the speakers at there Um, on on the panel. So another well-known Russian American who writes a lot about Russian propaganda for, or in favor of russia and so Balsman you know was was there this was around 2015 obviously he's very connected to Maloffiev in other ways. A lot of the money that he gets uh, appears to be coming from Maloffiev's charity, which is the charity aligned to um, the Orthodox Church. so he has a, a charity so he, and, and it's through an intermediary that The connections with Milofiev seem to be through this organization called the St. Basil, the Great Charitable Foundation. And there's a gentleman at the St. Basil, the Great Charitable Foundation who runs all their foreign charities. His name is Alexei Komov. Komov is actually Milofiev's sort of right-hand man. And Alexei Komov is also, as far as I know, the guy who who writes for one of Bausman's uh, publications, who writes for the Russian Insider. There's a whole campaign that they started in 2014. It's through the Movie Guide newsletter, which I don't subscribe to, but there's apparently a Movie Guide newsletter. Komov became the head of Movie Guide Russia, and in so doing was introduced to a lot of famous people in in L.A., but particularly he was very interested in the Christian community that was subscribing to Movie Guide. And he started mining the Movie Guide uh, membership to target them to become members of these various organizations. One of them is the World Council of Families, a very famous anti-LGBT organization. And another one was around childcare or home childcare that he was involved in. So what's really interesting is that
3: Orthodox movement had their fingertips in a lot of anti-LGBT groups, the LGBTQ groups that SPLC covers. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I think that's a very- Something I I didn't know until our uh, desk lead there. explained that to me. Actually, you know, it's an interesting connection, and we'll get to this a little later on, but just to have uh, Steve be able to jump in here a little bit, the, the anti-LGBT theme is common to the Moonies as well, isn't it? I mean, it's, not, it's certainly part of what the, their world is about, and so is Malofiev's world through the World Council of Families. He's one of the big funders of that organization. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, Steve? All right, so <laughs> I was just going to ask you about the LGBT, anti-LGBT stance of the Moon, and right. it seems like it's a pretty big deal in, that, in their platform.
1: Yeah, I got to quote a friend of mine who was a leader in the Moonies. He's an ex-member, Alan Tatewood. And he spoke about a a, a meeting with Moon where he said, Father, because the cult sees him as true father, saw him. He's dead. His wife is running the show now, and then the two sons are warring with the mother. But basically, Alan said to some young woman, Father, how do we help the, the gay people? And Moon said... Tell them if it becomes a problem to cut it off, barbecue it, put it in a shoebox and mail it to me. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I needed to give a little reality of how what the moon cult is about. So they also did conversion stuff with a guy named Richard Cohen who I know is not deconverted because he's been a naughty boy throughout his ministry and pushing abstinence. But there's a bigger political frame for me, but can I just introduce myself? Yeah. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I have a PhD now in, in organizational change and development because I wanted to do a deep dive on undue influence and the law, but really I'm a healer. I'm not into politics. However. I got into politics when I got deprogrammed from being a mooney and learned about Chinese communist brainwashing techniques in my deprogramming which was a result after I fell asleep at the wheel of a fundraising van and when I woke up I was realized how I had been turned against Judaism my religion, the Holocaust was justified gay people are evil yeah, and democracy is satanic. We need a theocracy to rule the world. I was literally groomed for top leadership under Moon and a guy named Kamiyama where we would have meetings and Moon, I want to share one other direct anecdote with me. Uh, I was at a meeting with Moon and he said, when we take power in America, we'll have to amend the constitution and make it a capital offense. For people to have sex outside of the unification movement. If these people can't control their urges, we'd be doing them a favor by taking their physical bodies away from them and sending them to the spirit world. And in my mindset, I went, Yes, Father. Oh my God. Great idea. And I mean, that's a a Jew who was educated about the Holocaust. When I woke up, I was like, How did they do this to me? So I became fascinated in brainwashing, mind control, hypnosis, persuasion. And that's been my journey of 45 years. And as you shared at the beginning of the show, when my agent said, I want you to do the cult of Trump book, I was like, I don't do political books, but it, and anyway, long story short, I did. But in the research for that book, I understood a much bigger frame for what has been going on. Um, this-
3: this is a hole in my knowledge. I did not know all that.
1: <laughs> I was sharing Zeb with you and Heidi before we started that I was approached by a house subcommittee investigation into Korean intelligence activities in the U S and that committee included Leo Ryan, who was killed at Jonestown. And their final report came out just weeks before the Jonestown massacre that happened. And I was an expert witness. I gave all of my internal documents where Moon would give extemporaneous speeches. They would be recorded and published without editing till, till I got out. And then I gave it to the government. Anyway, I naively thought the U S government would shut down the Moonies because the final report had 80 pages talking about their relationship with the KCIA and how they were doing. So many unethical, illegal things. They recommended an interagency task force be set up. And then after Jonestown, Bob Dole sent then Senator Dole had a hearing on Colts because the Jonestown, I was asked to speak a survivor of Jonestown was asked to speak, I fly to DC and there are Moonies and other cults picketing against Bob Dole. Elect Bob Dole president repeal the first amendment. And then I was told, we're off the agenda. The ex-member from Jonestown and myself and the Mooney leader was invited to speak. There's something
0: really strange about in- the relationship between the GOP and, uh, and the Moonies. I want to finish up with the Bowsman stuff. Let me just go back to Bowsman for one second. Let me wrap that up and then we'll get into the other really interesting information. It to around, by it does. It's actually the theme of the My show. It's all about Russian. Yes. And when the Soviet Union fell, they brought me over to teach about brainwashing. Oh, my gosh. Really? This is, this is exactly why we're having this show is because there is a, so much <laughs> connection between you know, the Russian World Council of Families or what have you. And then the Moonies, which is basically a very similar platform. They have a very similar sort of approach to, to what they want to achieve in the world. But on Bowsman, I got to say a couple of last things. So he, amongst other things, even though we don't really know how he makes his money, apparently through some agricultural investment firm. He also attended the World Council of Families big meeting in Verona in 2019. That's where he was absolutely in contact with his, potentially his handler or maybe some other coordinating person that he with Alexei Komov, who just described to you before, uh, who's also an insider journalist at a Bausman firm. But he's also the bridge between many sanctioned oligarchs and the religious right in, the, in this country. Uh, and that's the, mostly through Malofiev, but through some of the other big name that are out there in terms of oligarchs that connect to the far right. In, when you look at Malofiev himself, he is connected, of course, to Alexander Dugan. And Dugan is the, what do we call him, Putin's, Rasputin is the name I hear a lot. Of when people describe Alexander Dugan, he, the thinking philosopher, architect of the changing world that we're seeing, if you're a far right theological type person. Maybe, uh, Michael, you can talk a little about uh, Alexander Dugan. I know it's a big topic, but just if you can give us a little summary of this guy.
3: I think there's, there, there are two sides, which is one, Dugan became very celebrated figure among the alt right the American alt right, which is, you know, a term we don't use, we're, we're trying to phase out a little bit more. It's basically a rebranding of white supremacy and, you know, fascism. And it was just really popular among that group and and white nationalists for a while. I, as far as I have understood that he's, it's not so much that he's fallen out of favor, but that his influence may be on the wane a little bit. That being said, you know, the ideas that he promoted have strong resonance to the type of material that we cover just in terms of, again, neo-fascist groups and things like that. He liked the idea of racist and culturally confrontational ideas tearing apart Western countries, particularly like the United States and things like that. saw well sort of a way to disrupt and weaken the United States through chaos. So yeah, that, that those ideas have been embraced voluntarily by our, unfortunately, by our the own right wing. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, he, that's the thing I could, he, No, I just wanted to say one hmm. thing that is very important for me to hmm. say here is because, you know, it's Americans do these things. We don't need Russians to do it right. They can provide a spark or they can provide you know, a little bit. They can push the right buttons here and there. But unfortunately, we have a lot of Americans who also believe in this, you saw how much it's spreading right now on things like really uh, strong like civil war rhetoric, which is also about creating chaos. You don't need uh, Dugan to do with it.
0: Right. It's, it's absolutely different. true. I, mean, I think Dugan, one of his statements, he I'll just read out, their goal was to create, encouraging all kinds of separatism and ethnic and social racial conflict, actively supporting all Dissident movements, extremist, racist, and sectarian groups. Thus, destabilizing internal processes in the United States. Which, I mean, they've done. They've done a very decent job of getting into the United States and dividing the country. The question I have for you, Doctor, that same passage. sorry.
3: I just want to say I I believe I quoted that same passage in the story I did about Jack Posobiec and and Macron leaks Uh, and his involvement in that. Um, Because around the same time that he did that, and we know that was a Russian military intelligence operation that, again, our, our conservative, patriotic American reporter also got to do a lot of air quotes with embraced. At the same time he was doing that, he was also promoting uh, Dugan's book to his Twitter followers. Hmm, so, interesting.
0: Go Thank, ahead. You. Thank you. I guess the question is leading off from what you just said there, and we'll get back to Balzman in a second. The, the idea of this brainwashing, you say Americans are doing it themselves. Are they doing it themselves because they feel it themselves, or have they been, has there been such an effective brainwashing system built in this country that Americans are simply brainwashed into doing it themselves.
1: So the thesis that I realized when I was writing the cult of Trump was that the cult of Trump was comprised by a number of authoritarian cults. They were the puppet masters and they were the ones bringing their bases of true believers. Mm. So in chapter seven of my book, I not only talk about Putin and the Russian, Influence, but I talk about the family that Jeffrey Charlotte has written about. And there's a five hour thing on Netflix, um, that moon attended a family prayer breakfast was brought to Nixon at the white house during Watergate. And then the Moonies fasted for Nixon because God wanted Nixon to be president during Watergate. So there's a direct link with the Moonies and the family. But then I talk about Opus Dei, and let's not forget the biggest that I'm aware of, a Russian infiltration of our intelligence, was Hanson. Uh, Robert Hansen was the head of, I think, AHEAD in counterintelligence. I believe in the FBI, he was a Russian agent. Yep. And they totally whitewashed the Opus Dei connection like it had nothing to do with it. I've counseled people out of Opus Dei. It's an authoritarian cult. Interesting. And you don't do anything without checking with your superiors. So,
0: there's Bill Barr, said you have been a member religious
1: of that. thing. Another big cult that has probably 30 million Americans, maybe 40 in it, is what is called New Apostolic Reformation churches, mega churches, and groups. So this is a new thing. These are people who say, I'm an apostle. Or I'm a prophet and I get direct revelations from God. And so if I get a prophecy, God wants Trump to be president, then the election must have been stolen because God's never wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm a true prophet of God. So in my work, I talk about the influence continuum from ethical influence to unethical. And I talk about four overlapping elements of mind control, controlling people's Behavior, information, thoughts, and emotions to make a new identity that's now dependent and obedient. Mm-hmm. And the NAR is that in spades, the members are told they're spiritual warriors
0: and they are indoctrinated very heavily. And we can go into more. So, so you're describing basically a, a network of cults, maybe they act like churches, but they're, yeah, I did get to the neo-Nazis yeah, yeah. and a few other choice. And the day already talked doctrin- right? Yeah. And Americans are basically indoctrinated by them. And then there's also on top of that, this network, which exists of Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, the broadcast networks, which are also speaking the same language. So it's it's easy to say, Michael, the Americans are doing it to themselves, but are they really responsible for it? Is I guess is the question. When there's so much brainwashing
3: going on, well, I, I, I really believe that the most amount of brainwashing comes from Americans, and that any kind of foreign intelligence that you know is involved is typically pushing these buttons to exacerbate or to make fires burn brighter. We, we need more information about Bosman. We need more hard information about yeah. like where he came from, what he was doing, where his money sources were. If he was just getting money from family money and things like that, that seems to be what his sister believes it could be wish, wishful thinking on her part. We don't know. We do know he's got a, a very suspicious background and to be sure. What was he doing? What was he doing there on January 6th? What was he doing? What organizing with white supremacists that don't like Trump. You know, this type of thing is really hard to pin down and very strange. What I will say is the raw materials that are are there all come from us. We have that responsibility to take. And I, I can't, foreign intelligence does not have to, you could say Rupert Murdoch is, is not American, which would be very true. Um, but intelligence, but I would say. Uh, I often say, what is the most dangerous, who's the most dangerous voice in the country right now with Trump? not on Twitter, right. It's gotta be, it's gotta be Tucker Carlson. He's the one who is providing people with, you know, such a blueprint for radical, for their radicalization. So my my feeling about it, and this, that is not to dismiss this, but it's just, it's merely to say that we are uniquely vulnerable to it and we have to get control of
0: our culture and, and do a better job. Bausman, who we now know um, has a barn in addition to two other properties in Pennsylvania, that barn became the scene of a couple of really interesting things in December and January of uh, 2021. For one thing, it was also the uh, the place that they launched the National Justice Party of America, which is basically a Nazi party. And there's you could describe them in other ways, but they're virulently the anti-Zionism. Although they will say they're that's not really what they are, but that's what's really in reality what they're doing. So it's interesting that Bausman, who might be influenced at least by, um, by Russia, certainly is a Russian propagandist, maybe an asset, has this barn and the Nazi party of the United States, or whatever you want to call them, the National Justice Party, launches their party there. Then in the ensuing weeks, in December 30th, into January the 3rd, Sean Moon lands up being a guest uh, for at least one night at, uh, at the barn. Him and his congregation came down for quite far away, three hours away to the barn that uh, Bowsman owns and stayed there for a few hours before going to a protest, which we'll show you a video of in just a second. And then we also now know that on January the 3rd, there was a meeting of various leaders of the insurrection movements who were potentially even the leaders or the Oath Keepers, maybe Steve Jones. He was potentially there. There's a an invitation to Stuart Rowe uh, that came out of an indictment that was published out of the recent indictments from the people who were arrested that indicate that he was invited to be at that January 3rd pre-meeting of leaders, which was going to be a meeting that they would coordinate events and plan ahead for January the 6th, just three days later. That also, we believe, was held at the barn uh, that Bausman owns. Now, without stepping too far into this idea that maybe he's a Russian intelligence asset, it seems at least interesting that someone who is so connected to Russia uh, owns a barn where all these things are happening, which would be a kind of a smart thing if you were a Russian intelligence asset. Boy, it would be nice to have a, a barn where you could monitor everyone's coming and going and figure out what the planning was heading into something like the insurrection.
3: So uh, I just want to just quickly just say something quick about National Justice Party, the National Justice Party, uh, the easiest way for you to understand. I try not to get too academic about the far right stuff, which is my expertise. I'm not in on every, I don't know everything about Russian intelligence, that's for sure, Uh, but what I do know is that the right stuff is a, was a white nationalist group with cells across the country. Uh, They radicalized the state department official, for instance, who who I ID'd in 2019 and National Justice Party is the rebrand. Of the Right Stuff Network. And that sort of to track the change, if there's any change in the rebrand, it's that they were a white nationalist group and that they became a bit more of a harder edge neo Nazi group who voices, they've become increasingly focused on Holocaust denial. And they were pro Trump in 2016, the Right Stuff. And now they are a kind of an anti Trump spin off, a sort of Although they express a solidarity with people who were arrested on January 6th, they are now anti-Trump, neo-Nazi group. Uh, And that's interesting because it shows that Bausman is not ideologically consistent as I was, I've been talking to you about before. In my business, we are looking for people who are consistent. So so to help explain what they believe, this person here is advocating for the creation of a white ethnostate in Idaho, let's say, right? This is their associating with people who also want to achieve this end. This person here is anti-government extremist, and this is how we know. In the case of Bausman, the only thing that we know is universal, and this is, well, you know, I think you'll agree with here, is that he really loves Vladimir Putin. He really, he's extremely pro-Russian Orthodox Church. And all his American beliefs are, are inconsistent. They, they, these kind of anti-masking, anti-COVID stuff. Yeah, there's some carryover, some neo-Nazis agree with that, some don't. Doesn't matter. But all of it is basically any extreme far-right thing that comes by, Bausman mm. pushed for. So when you mentioned this barn, which I have not looked into myself yet, but I'm very interested. I'm going to start looking in as soon as we're off of this live stream, because I've been trying to figure out which barn National Justice Party was using and had whispers, but not a solid thing. In my reporting, you can clearly see that he's organizing with groups that don't make sense. And if he's providing material support and that, as far as a location, that takes it a step further and it makes it quite
0: frankly, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, we've had a lot of people who are of Russian origins at or re- Russian connected at least in, uh, in the insurrection. There certainly were a couple of arrests on that day. We know that Alex Jones was involved uh, and he's very connected to Russia. But the idea of actually having someone relocate from Russia in 2018 and then spent two years fostering all the sort of right wing um, agitation in Pennsylvania and then leaving the day after the insurrection certainly makes you raise an eyebrow on what's going on here. Because that seems to me like someone was sent on a mission rather than just someone who might be an American-Russian who happens to be aligned with Trump or, or something like that. This guy for two years, basically two and a half years and then left. It just doesn't uh, add up to me why he was doing that. And then, well, if uh, he's not, if he's not, he should p- publish.
3: He should a be bit of an explanation and come back and pick up his Christmas lights. Exactly. I think he sent somebody on in May. Yeah, a woman. They sent me photographs. His neighbors of a, a woman who came in and took the Christmas lights down. So I think that was after I started reaching out for comment and finding things.
0: I don't know. And when you he left, told Fable that it was a family emergency. It had something to do with a miscarriage. You know, it came out soon after I think your article. I. It seems to me that the jig was up for him. I do want to get to Sean Moon. This, I know Dr. Hassan, you've been waiting quite patiently here, but the, you know, here's a clip from Sean Moon at an event organized by Bowsman. On, this, on the side of a highway in Pennsylvania, they're actually protesting the local county clerk, who they believe should be overturning the election results. I'm nice. kind of stunned by the words that come out of Sean Moon's uh, mouth. This is because apparently this is him praying. So let's listen to Sean Moon praying. God, we
2: thank you for all the pictures. So now I'm being activated and energized throughout the entire country, even though the little sports just are sore, trying to steal this country and do an whole election and total fraud overworlds here in Pennsylvania, trying to destroy America and give it to the Chinese on the part Party through life. But God, your hand of protection is upon America, and your hand of love and tissue is on the side of America. We are the country that we understand that liberty is a gift that you have given. in every the rights given by our creators be down to us by oh, Almighty God. That is who our rights come from. I want to all you today because America is waking up. And we are standing with our Tristan in the White House and with our 90% of staff. Before the time the American people have not lifted, and we will not lift our president who won any tremendous landslide victory of a record 74 million votes never before. Done. <laughs> Thank God, an incredible fraudulent election where they said that Biden, won by 80 million votes, was still in the confronting my people, a seal that was trying to be transported in t- front of the world. But Americans are not foolish, and we are not complacent. We hear the call that you are calling us to. We hear the bells of liberty that and we, we hope the flame of liberty must continue on into the next generations. For if we become some this side, is triple time in history, the flame will be put out, and the danger of communism, the danger of Chinese communist style totalitarianism will cover this earth.
0: So Dr. Hassan, what is going on? This? Here is Sean Moon praying against communist China, against uh, the turning America to communist China and praying for the election to be overturned. This just strikes me as it's not really religious at all, really.
1: Nope. You're right. And his brother, Justin, owns a gun factory that makes assault rifles and a uh, Tommy gun. They have the patent for the Tommy gun. And car arms with the uh, pistols. So as a former Mooney leader, I used to do audible prayers that were not prayers. They were lectures and telling God what to do and telling what everyone should think and feel. And sometimes these prayers would go on for hours and we'd be crying and we'd be pounding the floor, often bowing to the floor when one of the royal family would enter the room. Like forehead to the floor. Jews and Christians are not supposed to idol. We're against idols. People, this is not normal. Anyway, I need to just, if I may, pull back in this discussion because what's missing for me is the big picture, like the wider lens. Then we can zoom in on details about Bausman and Russia and all that. I do want to agree that it's not just foreign actors, they're Americans who are disaffected intelligence officers and agents who are part of this conspiracy to commit sedition is how it looks to me. And I want to go back to the race for mind control between Russia, America, China. What is brainwashing? That was the fifties. That's when Edward Hunter coined that term brainwashing. And there's been a mad uh, arms race of psychological warfare that's been going on ever since with ever increasing uh, sophistication. And uh, I should say the CIA approached me several times after my deprogramming, because they said they wanted to learn how to deprogram terrorists. And I oh. was like, I love America. I'm available for a consult here or there, but if I do want to work for the CIA. Thanks very much. Did my time. But the point I'm trying to get to is the big lie for me is that no one in the intelligence world official has said, yeah, brainwashing exists and here's how we do it and here's what you need to do. The formula. I've read so many books, so many articles, talked to the former top intelligence officials, Jolly West, Robert Lifton. I just did an interview with him. Uh, a few weeks ago, Margaret Singer, Edgar Schein. So what I want to explain to your audience is that there's been a struggle. And now what, how it looks to me worldwide is the authoritarians mm. versus people who care about democracy and human rights and rule of law. And so there's a unity. Amongst the authoritarians, one may be into oil. So they want to promote climate change as a hoax. So they're pushing that agenda. Some are into identity politics. Some are into colonization of third world countries to steal their resources. There's a lot of different motives, but it all comes down to power, money, and sex. That's the three universals of all the types of cults I've worked with over 45 years. And I want to do a, sh- uh, a shout out to Dave Troy, Jim Stewart's and Amanda Rifkin
0: to the favorite people
1: who have been researching yeah. deeply the big picture. The, a lot of Americans don't understand. There was an, an attempted coup in the twenties when Roosevelt wanted to do the good deal and disconnect money from gold. A lot of these are the same players. Uh, Ann Nelson wrote a great book, Shadow Network about the council for national policy. The Moonies were involved from the beginning of that. And so really? we- Tell us a little bit more about that. That's really interesting. Gary German, once a Mooney who was inserted there said disconnect from the Moonies. but everyone that I know believed that he was continuing just to be a covert agent, but we, we now have documentation that James Whalen, the founding editor of Moon's newspaper in DC, the Washington times was a deep CNP, uh, member. And I actually went and talked with him when he first took the job. I said, the Moonies are going to use you. He said, we know what we're doing. Don't worry. I didn't sell my other house. So the minute they try to manipulate the the news, I'm out of there. Mm -hmm. He did resign. It took him 20 plus years to resign, seeing that Korea was manipulating the, 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 the news.